TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Love it, Neil Malone. We got a 60-year-old and a 50-year-old atop the leaderboard at the Masters. All the jokes that you had about my age, you can put them away for a day, <laughs> my friend. Now, Watson and Couples might shoot about 85 today, so, you know, you can keep the jokes handy. But uh, the senior citizens did pretty well yesterday, did they not? Oh, they did awesome. And, you know, the, the cool thing about that is they give everybody hope that, hey, you know, if a 60-year-old can shoot six under the first round at the or, at the Masters. I, actually, I believe Watson was five under, couples six. But, you know, absolutely incredible feat. I think I actually think they can keep it up. Couples has won like three tournaments coming into this, I think, on the Champions Tour. Not bad. Tommy Watson, I think, had his uh, son caddy him for him, too, right? Yeah. Kind of a, a nice touch, the Masters golf tournament. Certainly one of the things we'll be talking about today on the Two Guys at a Mic show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. Uh, and we got a great sports weekend coming up. Hope everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Sitting in today, it has been a while, well over a month, but one of our regular rotations of co-hosts today, the pride, if not the joy. Well, one out of two is not bad. <laughs> of Indiana University, it's Neil. No stones, Malone's in the house. Neil, great to see you, my friend. Excellent to be here, and uh, <laughs> a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about today. Oh, no question about oh. it. Big, uh, it's probably not as busy as last sports weekend when it was like all over With the map. With the NCAA but, um, tournament and stuff, which is oh, fantastic, yeah. by the way. I haven't been here in a while. I wanted to mention that. We got baseball kicking off, and I know you're a, a big baseball fan. Uh, oh, Cubs, yeah. Cubbies. Sox, or uh, Cubbies? Cubbies. Okay. We almost have Which to they got off everyone. the schneid last night. Barely. Yeah. Barely. By the way, if, made it uh, interesting. Huh? Two to nothing. And if Carlos Marmol is going to be our closer, if he's going to be that way all season long, the receding hairline that uh, I have is going to recede a whole lot more by the time August hits around. Could be some. Yeah, cardiac, could you be, got that right. Could be some cardiac arrest involved. Oh man. Ooh. He's he could be like the uh, he could be the African American Mitch Williams. <laughs> Put a couple of runners on, and then, uh, you know, he was lucky to get out of it, quite frankly. Jason Award, who apparently is going to be one of the, uh, you know, great young players in the game and maybe one of the great players in the game. It's a lot of pressure to put on him. But uh, in that ninth inning against Carlos Marmol, I could have had a better at bat than Jason Hayward. That was brutal. Yeah, you know, you look at the home run that he hit the other day. That was a, an absolute bomb. But then he's had some strikeouts in that series that were, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Showed you that he's got a thing or two to learn in the, yeah. in the majors. Well, Marmol was clearly struggling, and he threw him a, a slider, yep. barely in the strike zone, you know, dipping down, swinging right. a miss. Okay, no problem. Okay, then he throws him another slider, lower in the strike zone, more outside, definitely a ball, swinging a miss. All right, he's a rookie. You can handle that. That was kind of his welcome to the pros moment, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. I can understand. I've seen that welcome uh, many, many times. Yes. Okay, but now it's 0-2. But here's where he overstayed his welcome. Okay. I mean, obviously, Marmol is going to throw him another 
slider, right? Breaking ball, yeah. That's going to sink and not going to be in the strike zone. This one was lower. It was way out of the strike. And he swings like he's making no adjustment to his strike. Through. Kid's going to be a great player, but that, yeah. Neil, you or me could have had a better at bat than I'm that. sure Bobby Cox was mumbling to himself in the dugout yeah. after that. Well, one. at the age Bobby Cox is, he mumbles himself <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. His, his mumbling's just a little bit more coherent than Lou Pinello, though. Yeah. I made the comment earlier in the week, only half kidding. With these elder coaches, it seems to affect Uncle Lou more than others. The night games now. Oh, yeah. That go till 10 or 10.30? Seems to really how, take a toll on him. How much do you, honestly, do you think it affects how their lack of mental sharpness? I mean, senior citizens, you know, after 8 o'clock. I mean, I get this way now. Later at night, forget about it. My mental capacity. Right. If he wasn't at the field, he'd be sitting in his rocking chair uh, dozing off and, during the 6.30 news. Well, yeah, 6.30 news. But at 8.30 or 9, all yeah. kidding aside, right. he's asleep. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's got, you know, the most critical part of the game is coming up. So, again, I only said it half kiddingly. These night <laughs> games are killing the older coaches. Oh, yeah. And then, and then just the, the daily grind that baseball is in general, mm-hmm. you know, day to day, not just the times. Mm-hmm. Got a, Uncle Lou. He, I'm, this could be his last uh, last go around. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly called Uncle Lou. Our phone number, folks. If you want to check in, baseball, Masters, golf. We got some other stuff to talk about too. We'll jump off the sports page, but phone lines are open. Neil, no stones. Malone's in the house with the coach today. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Again, triple eight four six three six seven four eight. The uh, White Sox have an interesting series coming up, Neil, with the Minnesota Twins early in the season, but the uh, two arch rivals go at it this weekend. I like the Twins this year. The The thing is, is how are they going to react to that new stadium? I mean, they put an open-air facility in Minnesota, which in the beginning of the year and the end of the year is going to be absolutely freezing. Uh, and, you know, it's they took away their own advantage with that dome. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of teams had trouble... You know, the ball would blend into that white ceiling. Uh, the turf would kind of give some funny hops. Mm-hmm. The noise. Yeah, and, and the noise. So now uh, now they have to adjust. But, man, do they have some hitters on that team. Mm-hmm. Justin Morneau, Joe Maurer, of course, who sound, signed like a eight-year, $8,000 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, interesting series. And, and I like the, the lineup the Sox have put together, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I do. Yeah. I do. I like the uh, theory of Ozzy Ball. So far, though, uh, not working particularly well. No. They took on what some people will think of the moribund Cleveland Indians. I happen to think Cleveland might be in the uh, race to the end, but uh, not a good start for the White Sox. They've lost two out of three, and um, the lack of power is affecting them a little bit early anyways. Yeah, that's the one thing when you look at their lineup, uh, you know, because they lost Jermaine Dye and, and Jim Tomey. Now, they were kind of on the downswing, but but they hit the homers, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't really, you know, they got guys like Juan Pierre, who, well, let's face it, isn't a home run hitter, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's definitely a different team. But I think I think they can do it. What is the one the uh, Chicago writers calls Juan Pierre Slappy McHappy? <laughs> yeah, it's, he's kind of like you ever you ever watch women's softball, <laughs> and and they kind of interested to hear that I have, and I want to see how you compare this. Okay, you know you have the left-handed batters yes. in women's softball, and it's almost like they're running to first yeah, base. It's called the slap shot. The slap. It's kind of what Juan Pierre does. Mm-hmm. He does the the women's softball yes. move, which is not particularly effective uh, at the major league level. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. It's the old story. You can't steal first base. Guy still got some speed though for a th- oh yeah upper thirties, early forties, whatever. Uh, Slappy McHappy Juan Pierre is, he can still run. 
He definitely can. He can still run. Back in your days, Neil, what uh, describe? I know you played baseball at the highest level except junior high, high school, college, or pro, but back in Bronco League, were you a uh, gap hitter, more of a scratch-it-out type hitter, take the extra base? What type of player were you? You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm, <clears throat> I was kind of like a Dwayne Wise. I was that defensive substitution ah, that came okay. into the outfield, made those diving plays. Okay. At the plate, uh, a little spotty. You know, uh, every once in a while I'd get a hold of one, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of a contact hitter. Okay. Never went deep too many times, mm-hmm. but, uh, hey, I, 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 I love diving around in that outfield. Mm-hmm. Hey, good defense. Every coach can find a spot for a good defensive player. I remember – Playing and what, back when I was there, really there was very little organized little league, very unorganized. But uh, I remember fear of getting hit by the baseball oh, when yeah. I was batting. That was definitely a factor along with my eyesight. You're preaching the choir. If I have two excuses: fear of getting hit, lack of eyesight. That was the end of my baseball career, I believe, in fourth grade. Baseball was not my. Uh, it wasn't my main sport, mm-hmm. but uh, it was always fun to play the little league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Softball. You mentioned women's guys softball. Now you guys, the younger softball. the younger generation, at least here in the Chicago area, uh, softball is a dying sport. You Which guys are shame, doing your virtual reality stuff and yeah. playing your high techno games and stuff. But back in the day, when I was a twenty something like you, softball before we got married, that was a major part of our social life. Did you play in those leagues like downtown? You know, with all with all your buddies or? Uh, not so much downtown. Maybe just, a few tournaments, mostly suburban. Yeah, well, th- doesn't matter. I mean, around here. They have yeah. those, you know, adult leagues, and, hey, I'd, I'd love to be mm-hmm. on one of those teams. Played uh, 12-inch softball, and of those outside the Chicago area, when we talk about different kinds of softball, they're like, what do you mean different kinds of softball? Right. You played softball. There's only one kind. Well, in Chicago, 16 there's different kinds of softball. We play without the mid-16-inch, and then there's also the slow-pitch 12-inch, and then there's also the fast-pitch 12-inch, so different types of games. I actually played all three of them. You talk about messing up your timing. Oh, yeah. You know, 16-inch, the high arc. Right. So one night we'd play 16-inch with the slow high arc and the pitcher faking it and giving the, the hesitations. And then the next night we'd play fast pitch 12-inch from 43 feet or 45 feet away, the ball coming in fairly quick. Yeah, I've played both. It's drastically different. Yeah. Absolutely. Both of them are fun, but if you yeah. play them back-to-back, they'll mess up your time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, 888-463-6748. Neil, no stones, Malones. We got any Neil Malone fans out there you want to check in? We'd love to hear from you. New listeners to the talkzone.com. Uh, you can also email us at, uh, mike2guysaol.com. That's M-I-C and the number two. Mike2guysaol.com. Neil, your favorite team. The Cubbies did pull out a victory. Um, three games down, 161 more, but your thoughts after series number one. Well, I tell you what, we talked about Jason Hayward homering on his, at his first at bat, his first swing. How about Tyler Colvin yesterday? He he goes deep on, I believe, his first. I think he's been called up by the Cubs maybe yep. for a couple at bats before, but his first at bat of the season, uh, which was promising. And then Marlon Bird hit another one. He's been looking good so far. Um, and then you know the pitching was atrocious the first day, but it was really pretty good. Uh, these last two games, mm-hmm. we you know we weren't able to pull out that second game, but but Randy Wells looked fantastic. As you think so? I, I thought he looked good. You know, I was flipping back and forth between the Bulls and the Cavaliers and the Cub game. So I, I, you know, it's not like I watched all six innings, but the parts that I looked, uh, Randy Wells. Now his line, six innings, no runs, pretty good, one strikeout, yeah, two walks. I thought he was struggle. I thought you know, and, and to his defense. 
to be a good pitcher to be successful, you got to find ways to win when you don't have your best stuff. But boy, I thought right. he was just fighting and fighting. Every he was not comfortable. At least what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that, but I guess it's kind of like that. He he battles, and I, I like that. He's a competitor, yes. and he doesn't he doesn't let things phase him like <clears throat> uh, a couple other players on that uh, staff. Carlos Zambrano uh, being number one of them. Uh, you know, Zambrano can't bounce back very well from uh, from a home run ball. But Randy this Wells, year is a new Carlos Zambrano. Yeah, supposedly. But uh, Randy Wells, don't you agree? He sticks with it. He competes. Yes. He has a blue collar, a uh, very tough mentality. But he got he got through six innings. Got a little help from his fielders too. And um, Cubs come up with a big win. They take on the Cincinnati Reds. You mentioned Tyler Colvin. I don't think he gets the publicity yet of some of the other hot shot rookies, but he's right there on the cusp. And you just yeah. watch him play, and uh, whatever it is, he's got it. You, you know, he know put that? on twenty five pounds this off season. Really? So yeah. the twenty five pounds that Carlos Zambrano lost. <laughs> Colvin put on. But with muscle. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think the 25 that Zabrano lost might yeah. have been, uh, I don't know, some sort of food the, or, or beverage. The fat to lean muscle ratio was yeah. not quite the same, huh? But wh- whatever it is, Tyler Colvin has got it. Oh, You know, he does. you watch yeah. him play. He is a ball player, even in the field. Solid fielder, knows what base to throw to. He's a, he, And Marlon Bird, I could say the same thing. Those two guys, quality, quality ball players. And I was listening to the game on the radio with Pat and Ron on WGN yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ronnie, is uh, he's getting up there. He's getting yeah. up there. But he could still evaluate talent pretty well. That's oh, the okay. one thing I will give him. And and after a couple at-bats with watching Colvin, he, he yeah. goes, boy, this kid can hit. Yep. I mean, this kid can hit. Yeah, so. and again, not bad in the field either. Don't yeah. underrate his fielding. Ronnie, but I want to get to Ronnie Santos. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know, I'm torn because you got to root for Ron Santo. I mean, you love the whole story behind him, but the other side of it is a Cubs fan. When you get in the car and you really want to follow the game and know what's going on, and he's he's gone from mildly bad over the years. I mean, he's really bad now. Yeah, you wonder you wonder how much longer he's going to be in that booth. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, I wonder how much longer he's going to be with us. No, 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 no. Hopefully no. Ronnie will be with us a lot. Yes. All they need to do is bring a third person in. But yeah. his ability to analyze and uh, and even make, Comments during the slow times of the game is just... It's just for pure humor almost now. Um, but but Pat does a great job with well, it. And, uh, but you know the expression, are you laughing with him or laughing at him? <laughs> exactly. Early on, that's the best way I can describe it. You kind of hit on it. Early on, the, you know, five years ago, seven years ago, you're kind of laughing with him. The last couple of years, including the first three games this year, it's so bad you're almost starting to laugh at him, and that's when it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, which is, you don't want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, what we do want to do is go out to the phone lines here, 888 Neil Stones, no Stones Malone's in the house with the coach. Out to the phone lines we go, checking in line number 14. It's caller Brady checking in. Brady, welcome to the Talk Zone. Hey, guys, how's it going? How are you, Brady? Wonderful. Hey, uh, you talk about Ron Santo. Yeah. <laughs> and you listen, you listen to him now and you listen to him 10 years ago. You'd think it was a totally different guy. Yes, it's, it's the the difference is drastic. Yep. Oh my God. He yeah. has he has slipped, Brady. Yeah. And Neil, you and I both know how many times we used Ron, uh, sort of as a uh, comedic relief during you know Sports Central last summer. Oh. I mean, how many times oh, did we do that? 
Yeah, you know, Coach, we would produce these Cubs games. You know, do the highlights or whatever. And uh, y- you record the game and you go through and you you mark the points where where highlights occur. If you wanted to, you could find probably <laughs> six or seven really solid. I mean, we're talking excellent sound bites, uh-huh. from, humorous, yeah. from Ron Sano yeah. every game. I mean, you'd clog up your entire computer hard drive with uh, if you were, if you were to save every game's worth. Did any of that stuff ever make on the air? Or? Oh, absolutely. Are they, are they, they, sorry. So, yeah. they, so Ronnie and the people at WGN, at least they got a sense of humor about it. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say, Brady? Oh, dude. We yeah. used – how many times did he burp on the air? And we used it later several, on. Several. <laughs> I well, mean, the guy, the guy is fantastic. You are allowed four burps per game, and uh, <laughs> hopefully you can use those wisely. I used to with uh, the big dog, Joe Radwanski, who's our normal co-host on the show on our old radio program. We had a bit where we would do, uh, you know how Pat goes, Ron, tell us about the uh, new pitcher for the yep, yep. So I would, you know, name the starting pitcher who's pitching against the Cubs today. I go, Joel, tell us about the pitcher pitching for the Cubs today, or pitching for Cincinnati, yeah. and every single time, you know, it'd be the same thing. Well, well, or well, well, Patty likes to keep the ball down in the strike zone. Likes to get ahead in the count. Likes to work quickly and uh, change speeds. <laughs> it's the same for every single pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, tell us about the new pitcher. Didn't coming he start in. yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But Brady, you gotta love him, and of course, uh, he is. Uh, you know, it's close. Ernie Banks will and always be Mr. Cub, but Ronnie Sano has truly become Mr. Cub too. All we all we got to do is get him in the Hall of Fame. That's that's all. Does Gary Meyer still have his Get Ron Bronzed promotion? He wants to get a statue <laughs> of uh, Ron Santo out in front of Wrigley Field. <laughs> I don't know if he's brought that back yet, but it'll happen one day. It's yeah. got to, right? You would think so. Yeah, there, there's some cup function. I don't know if you guys are going tonight or not, but uh, those listening in the city of Chicago, Harry Carey's in Wrigleyville is having a. Um, it's their 102nd annual next year party. Oh, okay. Wait till Rick Tellender is going to be there, and it's sponsored by, I forget, they got bands playing. I think one of the promotions is pin the mullet on the White Sox fan. <laughs> but uh, I checked this out. There's a chance that I will be going there. And also, uh, again, the big dog, Joe Redwanski. Okay. He has an outfit that we put together, a Superman outfit. Okay. Complete with the red tights, the whole bit. And it's called uh, This Year Man. Okay. You can actually look it up on Facebook. David Olson checking it out right now. You got to check out the picture of the big dog this year, man. But uh, we went to game two of the Cubs game last year. I escorted him. He was wearing the full like the best way I can describe it looks like a Superman outfit. Okay, it was the whole blue thing. He didn't have the mask on, but he got the red tights, the cape, the whole thing, and it's got this year, man. On. We went to the game. We actually got into the park, bought tickets, and then we got kicked out. What? Because they do not allow costumes at Wrigley Field. Even if it's no. this year, man? This year, man. See, that's a very optimistic outfit. Oh, man. Yeah. That's okay. rough. This year, man, got kicked out. I did, too, and then we got sent to the administrative offices. We were down below Brady, and guess who was trying to help our cause and trying to get us back in the stadium? Ronnie Wu. Ronnie Wu yeah, was there. Absolutely. <laughs> Ronnie Wu. And I still remember the, uh, the, the Cub administrative guy. Ronnie, shut up. Ronnie Wu, shut up, Ronnie. He's kind of one of those guys where he, you kind of turn around and you're like, "Whoa!" He, he's just there. He, he always pops up somewhere. Yeah. You're just like, "Yeah, Ronnie, where'd you come from, yeah. my man?" Did I hear something that uh, Ronnie Wu did get married in the off season, Brady? Did you hear that at all? The man, the myth, the legend. I have no idea. There might be a Mrs. <laughs> I have Wu. No idea. 
I believe there could be, I th- could be mistaken, but I believe in the off season there is now a Mrs. Wu. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she and, uh, uh, she wears like a Cubs dress every day or something. Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Let's certainly hope not. All right, Brady, anything else? A Cubs Cincinnati this weekend. Uh, give us a quick prediction. We're down two out of three to begin with. Do we uh, take two out of three from our old manager? Well, I think they're going to take two out of three. Uh, they always seem to have the Reds number, uh, especially when they face Aaron Harang, which they're going to Saturday, I think, is uh, the zambrano Harang matchup. Uh, but more on a serious note, I think this starting rotation is going to be okay. I mean, you look at the way Dempster pitched a couple nights ago and Wells last night, you're going to have Lewis coming back. Uh, zambrano has to be better. Um, he can only go up from his opening day start. Uh, and then Silva had a pretty good spring. I mean, this starting rotation might not be as bad as what people originally thought. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but this weekend we have a dicey trio. We've got uh, Silva, then Zambrano. I think I heard them playing at the greenhouse downtown yeah. last week. Yeah, the jazz club. It's a dicey trio. The dicey trio. Uh, Zambrano. Silva, Zambrano, and then Gorzolani is going to start for his wow. first game. So it's going to be those three, which... Uh-huh. Uh, it's an odd combination. You never know. Yeah, in it's the an, Great American Ballpark. That's an odd combination. Now, today, uh, the guy Carlos Silva making his first appearance. The rotund one goes for the Cubs, and he's taking on Homer Bailey. Real quick, Neil Stones Malone, tell the uh, Cub fans out there a little bit about Cincinnati pitcher Homer Bailey. Well, Pat, he's a uh, he's a big right-hander. <laughs> he likes to keep it down in the strike zone, <laughs> likes to change speeds. and uh, does he Does he like to get ahead in the count? He does like to get ahead really? of the count. Very surprising. He has a, a little bit of a control issue sometimes, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so they, they make uh, there are senior depends for that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Brady. Anything else? Great to hear from you, my friend. And uh, I know Neil's doing a great job in your stead. All right. Well, keep up the good work, guys. Keep up All what right, kind Brady. of work? The good work. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Good work. I like. He that. actually said, "Keep up the good work." You want to cart that up, David Os? That's the <laughs> second compliment we've gotten two days. Woo. Shocking. That's a, that's great. Shocking. Yeah, we keep them all archived. If you want to hear our comments, they're uh, archived at uh, positive comments, I should say. I think it's a 35-second uh, little spindle okay. that Dave's got. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little montage or something. Yes. Well, Monday you can go for three days in a row with yeah. positive comments. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to put together, a, hopefully by December, Dave, we will get a uh, top ten highlights of the show. Okay. Right now we've been on four months. We only have two. So we've got... <laughs> <laughs> Eight months to go. We're a little short on the highlights, but hopefully uh, by our holiday show, Neil, and maybe, who knows, maybe you'll be yeah. one of the highlights. 2010 is a long year. <laughs> it's getting longer we all got, the time. we got plenty of time. Getting longer all the time. All right, Cubs, uh, if you're talking some baseball out there, if you're a baseball fan, we're going to get to the Masters when we come back from the break. But uh, any city you're in, you root for a baseball team, you want to talk baseball, we're always right here for you. 888 is the phone number. Uh, yesterday, um, Oakland defeated Seattle 6-3. to Just real quick to bring up some of the highlight games from yesterday, Neil. Oakland, uh, the Athletics, have won three out of four. Good start for a team that has, to be kind, struggled in recent years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of people are saying maybe, maybe this year. They've got some good young pitching there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out in Oakland. You don't think they'll trade it away by midseason? <laughs> it's possible. Because they have that, they're kind of like the Pittsburgh Pirates of the American League. Yeah, that seems to be the theme with some of the bottom feeders. Mm-hmm. Toronto knocked off a Texas three to one. Texas had a one nothing lead going into the ninth inning. Their closer, if I get the name correctly here, it's Frank Francisco. Yep. Okay. Gave, up, a, gave up a homer to Vernon Wells, Ooh. his 
Vernon Wells now has four home runs on the season. In three games. Yeah. On pace for 212 homers this year. And everybody was scared to pick him in fantasy because of his injury issues. Mm-hmm. But four homers already. Not too bad. Toronto gets three in the ninth inning. Heartbreaking defeat for Texas. And a moment of silence if we can't. For a closer, Frank Francisco. Okay, that's long enough. Uh, Washington knocked off Philadelphia, so the Nationals salvaged one game there. A little bloop single by Ryan Zimmerman, and the Philadelphia Phillies go down the defeat. And Cincinnati comes here to take on the Cubs with good momentum. They win yesterday 2-1 to one on a um, Johnny Gomez home run top of the ninth. So big win yeah, for the walk-off Reds. fashion. So, yeah. Was that bottom of nine or top? Bottom. Oh. Yeah, they were at home. Okay. So, I forget who gave it up. Uh, it might have been their closer, but... Oh, yeah, it was Jason Mott, the guy who's uh, kind of competing for closing role. But, yeah. Ooh, that was against the Cardinals, right? Yeah, exactly. Is Jason Ingrihausen not the closer anymore? He's not. They've got Darn. that Ryan Franklin with oh, that yeah. huge red goatee. Yeah. He's better. And, I always, as a Cub fan, as we get ready for a break here, David Olsen, our fine producer today, uh, as a Cub fan, I always felt certain comfort knowing that uh, Jason Ingrihausen was closing for the St. Louis Cardinals. Ryan Franklin's pretty good. Yeah, Isringhausen had some had some heat, but Franklin has definitely taken over. So. Yeah, well, the problem with Ingrahausen's heat is, A, the heat was nowhere near the plate, or <laughs> yeah. B, the heat that he threw into the plate would be that much faster coming out. Yep. He blew a lot of games. He did. And the faster it comes in, the, the longer your home run is. That's basically. my theory. All right, we'll take a quick break. Neil knows Stones Balloons in the house with the coach. Phone line's open, folks. You want to dial it up? We will talk some Masters Golf when we come back. The Senior Citizens reign supreme. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Quick break. Two guys, one mic. Back in a minute. calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone our producer david olson caught me in mid-tweet Does that ever happened to you neil in a moment alone in your house in a matter of privacy you get caught by an intruder uh, while you're in mid-tweet it's very embarrassing the phone rings while you're trying to just get that tweet out. Yep. Something happens. Someone knocks at the door. The mail comes. Something, yeah. Because <laughs> right, I'm tweeting back. so often. Yeah. <laughs> tweet, twit, tweeter, the whole business we're trying to get there. We do have a fan page, by the way, if people want to uh, check it out. It is two 
guysmike.com. Members, the number two, not spelled out. Twoguysmike.com. All kinds of information out there. We need to get your picture and Brady's picture up there, by the way. I'm not sure how that happens. But um, right now it's me and Joel's picture. We need to, A, bring down the average age of our uh, hosts, and B, see if we can add some fresh good looks. I'll send you a glamour shot. A glamour shot? That that that's Napoleon Dynamite lingo. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have Burnfield on there yet? We do not have Jordan Burnfield. Oh, so we can we can really yeah. young up this uh, this this website. Jordan did request his picture as long as it wasn't in high def. <laughs> Apparently, a guy had an acne problem back in the day, and you know, in regular you can't see it, but you know, high def it uh, brings out all the good and the bad. By the way, Jordan Burnfield now the the new host of a a weekday Cubs. Internet radio you know, show. I tried to tune into it, and somehow my server was not getting served. It's so confusing. Somehow me and you had that that same problem. You too. I I, I did whatever I could to listen, but somehow mm-hmm. uh, it, it wasn't working out. So yeah. maybe maybe we need to tell George. We'll that. figure it out. Have your server talk to my server, and the two of them can get served together. Yeah. All right. 888-463-6748. <laughs> two guys at a mic here, TalkZone.com. We uh, open up the show talking about the... Senior citizens reigning supreme. Every other show talking about Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Tiger is one of the stories, but we, because we are different, Neil No Stones Malones, we feature first the guys that were the real stars yesterday, 60-year-old Tom Watson. No bogeys. No bogeys. Just sails through 18 holes. He's your early round leader. No, he's in second place. I'm sorry. And 50-something Fred Couples is your first round leader at 600 or 700. 50 on the dot. This was his first year on the Champions Tour, so yeah. But six under. I mean, he was playing fantastic. They were mm-hmm. they were saying that he was a dark horse pick coming in. Mm-hmm. Showed it on that first round, and and Tiger Woods played a practice round with him on Monday or Tuesday yeah. or something, and he said he was playing just like mm-hmm. that. So Tiger is good friends. You know, so most of Tiger's good friends on the tour are more of the elder statesmen. Yeah, Mark O'Mara. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Maybe true. the younger the guys more his age make he, a little more threatening, maybe. That's possible. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, I know his closest friends are, yeah, Mark O'Mara. But didn't Tom Watson actually, wasn't he one of the guys that kind of came out and, and yes. said a few negative things about? Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. I, w- I would not put Tom Watson in the <laughs> closest friends category by any means. But uh, certainly one of the stories, uh, not the only story, like some of the other stations reporting, was Tiger Woods' performance, first time back in however many months. All the distractions, and he shoots a uh, brilliant. Yeah. Five under, couple of eagles. So um, his mental focus once again, always one of his great strengths. Neil, and he was awesome yesterday. Yeah, he really was. He, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't all over the place like old Tiger was. He he was hitting the ball pretty straight. Um, the only thing he just he wasn't making putts. That was the one thing with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he did he did get a couple of eagles, but he could have had he could have had a better score. All right, you want to talk some uh, Masters golf tournament? Maybe predict uh, those three guys. What will happen to them today? Neil, you alluded earlier thought uh, that Couples and Watson have a chance not just to be one hit wonders, but the two senior citizens can actually go the distance. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. If you want to talk some Masters golf, but you think those two guys can hang on? Yeah, well, what was it? Was it the British Open last year or the year before that Tom, Tom Watson yeah. was in the final group? Yep. So finally, finally faded on the back nine. Yeah. So absolutely, I, I think he can hang around. Um, you know, it could be one of those Tom Watson, Kenny Perry factors where you get all the way to Sunday and then you kind of melt down finally on the, the last eighteen or nine holes. But mm-hmm. I think they'll be in it. I, I do. 
And, it, you know, I was I was listening to or I was watching the Golf Channel and they said this whole father son combo with Tom Watson and his son on, on the bag. It's it's not just just a, you know, bonding thing. His son's actually, a, you know, knows knows the stuff. Which I'm not surprised and by. And knows, maybe knows his father's games. Yeah. And knows yeah. little intricacies, absolutely. So it's not sure. just for, not just for uh, yucks, but it's the real deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they were saying. I'm going to make a, a prediction. And by the way, that camera right there is very, very bothersome. We are webcasting the show, Neil. I didn't know if I reminded you or not. Cameras all over the place. There's ground camera on here somewhere. So I do uh, advise all the new hosts to be careful to, uh, Scratch yourself only at appropriate times because we do have ground cam down below. But they added a new cam staring right at me. Front and center. Yeah, I feel like I'm taking an eye test. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a dental office. <laughs> ah. All right. Okay. How's he look, everyone? Huh? Yeah. Ah, too many cameras here. Big Brother is watching you. I'm going to make a prediction with the Masters and uh, Tiger in particular. I think he's going to implode a little bit today. Okay. Could Fair be enough. totally wrong. Here's my theory. I think it's going to be like uh, almost like the basketball team that jumps out to the big early lead. Mm-hmm. Or any team that gets the big early lead, you, you're, you're so focused for the big game. You're so you know wrapped into it, so solely focused on it, and you come out and you start real strong, that it's a, a natural tendency, even though it's not intended, that you had that letdown in day two. I'm going to predict the Tiger was just so focused in that day one, he really was in his zone. He shoots well. He gets all the publicity out of the way. There's going to be a little bit of a, again, unconscious letdown. Right. I think you're going to see a few of those implosions you were talking about today. Well, it's hard to say because Tiger, we all know, has the, you know, the sheer skills that, that nobody else really has that complete skill set that he has. But, uh, it's kind of like, do you golf coach? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I try. I try. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of like you go out your first outing of the season, you're off the tee, you're like, "Wow, I'm playing pretty well actually." Yes. You're like, "What's going on here?" Yep. And then once you start sort of uh start thinking about things, then you start to suck it up a little bit. Yep. So I I think that kind of may apply to Tiger Woods as well because mm-hmm. I've had some first first outings of the season where I hit the tee where did that shot come from? And yeah. then afterwards, I, I, just, I just start. I don't break 100. and yeah. I can totally, and just, totally relate to that. And the little bit that I do golf, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. First hole, it, it, for me, it happens within an 18-hole first time out. Yeah. And a lot of times, my first time out for the summer is my only time out for the summer. But, yeah, you come, you haven't warmed up at all, no stretching out. Yeah. You know, think about a first couple of holes. Wow. You grab a bogey, maybe yeah. a par if you're lucky. This game's easier than I thought. Not too bad. But then you start to, all of a sudden, <laughs> all the bad habits start to come into play. Of course, as, as everybody knows, there's no more mental game than golf. You start overthinking things. You start pushing too much, and the game falls apart. You turn into a shankopotamus. <laughs> you're, you're starting to, to hit yeah. the ball all over the golf yeah. course, in the water. Yeah. You, you show up to the course with 10 Ten balls, and you you go back with three yeah. or something. Yeah, my ball definitely there there is a magnetic attraction to water. It's amazing. Yeah, wherever it's a the, phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I, apparently, I'm not the only one. I do have the ability. You know, some people will slice consistently or hook. I do have the ability to hit bad shots to all fields. Me too. Yeah, I could spread it around. Yeah, 
Baseball, I'd be, you know, I'd be an unpredictable hitter. Mm-hmm. You couldn't shift me either way mm-hmm. because uh, I could go to right yeah. field, I could go to left field. I enjoy, if you're a nature lover, you will enjoy playing with me. Because <laughs> yeah. we will visit the long grass, we'll visit the woods, water, sand. You know, the good golfers, when you think about it, really are not getting their money's worth. No, they're not. First of all, round of golf, 100, 150 bucks these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. You go through quickly straight down the fairway, only shooting, what, 80 shots a hole or a day? Yeah. What what kind of fun is that? <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're swinging the club 120 times. Getting your money's worth. In different terrains. Yes. Maybe even an aquatic <laughs> atmosphere. Uh, it's more entertaining. Well, we are reaching, aren't we? Yeah. We are reaching. All right. Now, we've mentioned Watson, Couples, and Tiger Woods, uh, Neil Nostones Malone, our golfing Expert here on the uh, two guys in a mic show. Other guys that uh, you watched yesterday that you think maybe, maybe come Sunday when I sit down on my couch and watch the back nine might be in the running. How about the big easy, Ernie Els? Mm-hmm. Been a while for him. It has. He won a couple Golfing weeks was. ago, uh, and he has been playing a little bit better. I think he's got a chance. What about this Y.E. Yang guy, mm-hmm. the guy that took out Tiger Woods last year? I think he won the PGA. Uh, was he the one, the first ever to come from behind and catch Tiger on the final day? That may that? be that may be true. I'm, I'm not positive on that one. I know he was the first Asian to win a major championship. Okay. So he's sitting at minus five. I thought K.J. Choi, who played with Tiger Woods yesterday, looked really good. Who's been playing uh, very well the last couple tournaments. Yeah, yeah, I think he won two weeks ago as well. KJ, or, or got does KJ stand for like Kevin James? You know? <laughs> it's possible. Kevin I was kind of thinking more of a little, little bit more Asian ah, in okay. terms of uh, the Thought initials. Thought I'd take a shot at it. Yeah. He lives in Texas now, though, mm-hmm. apparently. There are some guys we can definitely count out. Michael Campbell shooting an 83. Jim Furyk, plus Ooh, eight. He blew up. Yeah. He blew up. And a, uh, you know, a popular pick by people as one of the contenders maybe to win the whole thing and one of Jimmy Furyk's best things is his consistency. Exactly, right? yeah. And he just uh, front nine wasn't bad, but he blew up on the back nine. Very rare for Jim Furyk. Yeah, you know, I went to the the tournament out at Olympia Fields when he won the the U.S. Open in 2003. Mm-hmm. A lot of Asian golfers, more and more now. We got Chang Wan Han shot a 79. Byung Hun Han. Say that ten times fast. Shot a 78, and of course KJ Choi and uh, Ye Yang are right there. For the taking golf is truly going international, is it not? Angel Cabrera yeah. won. Was it last year, Cabrera? Two years ago. Well, he's won a couple, uh, not Masters. Uh, I think Masters was two years ago. Okay. Or was that Immelman? We are up on our golf knowledge here at the uh, here at Two Guys in a Mic. Mm-hmm. If you are more up than us and you want to chime yeah. in, talk a little Masters golf. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. You can email us again at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. A little controversy, Neil, coming from Augusta where their uh, director of the games was kind of firing on Tiger Woods. Some people said that actually helped Tiger focus and compete. Yeah, and Tiger said that uh, he was, you know, he was obviously disappointed in himself too. So he, he acknowledged that uh, they're entitled to their opinion. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, th- I think it was, it was fine that he did. That commercial, have you seen the, the Nike commercial? I have heard it, heard about it. I have not seen it. I caught the last few seconds. To me, I'm, without I, having seen it, it's much ado about nothing, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's all over YouTube. You can check it out. But, uh, you know, it, it incorporates his father yeah. sort of, you know, questioning 
his lifestyle. It, it's it's pretty interesting. So I think it actually says it right there on that mm-hmm. that computer. But you'll have to watch it. But people are criticizing it. So I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is why the criticism towards it. Seems like a pretty cool commercial, understated. Yeah. People have called it weird in Erie. Okay, that's okay to call it weird in Erie, but they're saying Tiger shouldn't have done it. That's the part that I don't get. What's so, what's so morally wrong or a bad timing about it? I mean, it? at this point, he could do anything, and, and people would have an opinion about mm-hmm. it. And he could – I think he's just slowly trying to do certain things to maybe get get people's mm-hmm. trust back. I, yeah. I got to watch it to make a full opinion of it, but uh, – <laughs> That was interesting. And real quick, before we leave the Masters, we'll take a quick break. Our final break here, one-hour show. It goes by quick, Neil No Stones. Yep. But apparently a couple of planes flew overhead yesterday. I'm not sure how they invaded the Augusta <laughs> National Airspace. That's true. With a few um, not-so-friendly comments towards our good friend Eldrick Woods. Yeah, pretty vulgar stuff, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what? how does that work? Because it, it's not like they're going to shoot the plane down. Right. So They control our course pretty tightly. Right. At Augusta. Oh, absolutely. I've been around it, and actually... Have you gone? A little anecdote. Uh, my dad has been a couple times in okay. the tournament. Had an aunt and uncle that lived in Augusta. We drove up. Wow. There, there's, we drove up to the, the front entrance of Augusta mm-hmm. within two seconds. I mean, we were just going to drive up and and sort of leave. We weren't trying to get in. Within two seconds of entering that, that apron of the driveway or whatever, uh-huh. the security guard sprints out of his... his booth and asked us what you know what the heck we're doing uh so it's it's high security even and this, around this the, was to be this was not during the masters no no no, no. just during a slow yeah. time at augusta and even around the course you know thick bushes and trees block it you cannot see anything in there mm-hmm. so, right, it's, so it's exclusive so That's the one weakness that they did have somebody found the weakness the airspace overhead yeah you would have thought they would have thought about that but do they get arrested when they land or or well, first of all, it's freedom I don't, of I don't speech, know. I guess. Yeah, can you get arrested for that? I'm hmm. not sure. But but violating that airspace has probably has some sort of uh, legal ramifications. Well, what airspace do you violate? Can't anybody rent That's an airplane true. and put up a message? Yeah, I guess so. We might rent out, you know, rent an airplane, fly it over um, North Avenue Beach, Oak Street Beach, Lake Michigan, <laughs> if you will, in the summertime. You yeah. know, two guys and a mic. Two Catch guys it. and a mic. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Neil, no stones, Malone's coming at you. I mean, everybody will hear about TalkZone.com uh, with that. Absolutely. Those beaches yeah, pack. Yeah. You know, so pack I, don't, I don't know what the regulations are on airspace, but apparently they got through it yesterday at Augusta. We'll see if anybody does the same today. All right, we're going to take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Neil No Stones Malone's in the house today with the coach. We're going to uh, get off the baseball masters, a few other little stories to bring up, and uh, we'll take your calls at 888 Dial it up. Only 14 lines open if you want to try to sneak in. I want you. 
are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And joined today by the young kid out of University of Indiana. Nails, no stones below. We won't talk college basketball on behalf of uh, your Indiana <laughs> University. Thank you. But uh, the young coach, Brad Stevens, did sign with Butler. I'm glad he didn't go to any... Um, you know, he didn't take offers to go to a bigger university. Stayed at Butler, I like that, yeah. and signed a 12-year extension contract. Wow. Huge for Butler because Steven, I, I'm sure there's tons of schools out there that would want Stevens. Mm-hmm. Young, coaching phenom, just took his team to the national title game. Butler now can can rest easy and just build on this, this uh, success story. Mm-hmm. Do it the Butler way. That exactly. was their motto. You think after 12 years, I get the feeling he's one of those guys, Neil, that even after his 12-year contract is up, he will still have that baby face. He'll still look like he's 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to see he actually has a wife. You know, yeah. Because you look at him, you're like, wow, did he just get his degree or yeah. something? But uh, he, he could be walking around campus hitting on co-eds. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd love to have him. No, no, no. Very lovely wife. 12-year hey. contract. And how about, you know, how nice was it just to see two team-oriented basketball programs in that title game mm-hmm. playing, you know, in contrary to the Kentuckys of the world, where they have five players declare for the draft. Nobody's really there to go to school or develop. They just want to go to the pros. It was nice to see that that team effort on both sides, and it was just fantastic basketball to watch. You're kind of bringing, and I don't want to get too much into yeah. college basketball, you're bringing... Two issues a little bit together that I don't know necessarily are together. A, the team concept, and then B, the whole leaving early thing and just the rent-a-player. Yeah. Because you, we, could we still be, to, yeah. you could still be rent-a-player. Sure. And like John Wall, if you watched him play over the year, he was as every bit as anxious to give up the ball, yeah. share it, as he was to score. But but I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, it's, a whole no, it's a whole can of worms. A whole other can of worms. Well, I love opening up can of yeah. worms if the TalkZone.com gives us a couple hours Instead True. of one hour a day, we'll open up more cans of worms, as it is with a one-hour show. Right. There's only so many worms that we can open, so many cans that we can open. So many cans we can open. We can open the Pro Hoops can right now. Yeah, the Pro Hoops can in uh, Chicago Yeah, is smelling a little bit better than the can smelled about a week ago. So much better. And now they play the Nets next. So, you know, you got a real chance to make a move uh, with, with the fact that Chris Bosh... Freak accident breaks his nose, fractures his. Was yeah, it his I nose? believe the technical injury is called a fractured face. Fractured face, so that <laughs> happens to the team yeah. that's really competing with the Bulls for that that spot. And then LeBron James sits out last mm-hmm. night. He he's so good. He even looks great sitting out. He does. You know, not only sharp dresser, he's got the whole white toothening thing working. He's got a great smile. He's, uh, you know, the camera was on him half the time, on the game half the time. When Maurice Williams, who was just ridiculous last night, with three, yeah. he got he just draining some three pointers, well beyond NBA range, and uh, LeBron would get up and up in his uh, up in his seat and he'd start dancing around. Yeah, he looks good hand. when he celebrates. Yeah, you know, sometimes you look at those benches and the the goofy celebrations that some of the, the they just kind of look like morons. But yep. LeBron, he looks smooth when he does that. Mm-hmm. The guy can't can't do wrong, I guess. For those uh, listeners, we do have a strong segment of senior citizen listeners to our uh, talk show 
TalkZone.com show here, Neil. Many of who did not stay awake for the end of the game. What exactly happened with our beloved Chicago Bull last night? Well, the the great rebounding that that has been Joe Kim Noah all season. He he tipped it in to take the lead, and then was it Anderson Verajao on the Cavs that had not one but two mm-hmm. decent looks at the basket at the end of the game, missed them both. One hundred nine, one hundred eight Bulls. Sad, too, because for eight years of my radio career, I was calling him Anderson Varejo. It wasn't until last night that I realized his last name is Varejo. Well, typically, you know, in the Spanish language, which I'm fairly familiar with, having studied it, you know, the J is silent. But Uh, now we're talking... a big fan of the silent J. The silent J. Now we're talking Portuguese, which is a little bit different. Totally threw me off. Yeah. Totally threw me off. So I don't blame you on that. Huh? I don't blame you on that. I'm a little angry at the Portuguese people for uh, causing trouble, though. Yep. You know, we're in that area of the country, right? South America. If you're going to go with a silent J, let's keep the whole continent on the silent J. You got one country going silent, the other with the hard J totally That's throws That's right. Me Brazil's off. the only exception, I guess. Yeah. All right. Anderson Varejo missed the shot. It was a great game. Great ball yeah. game. The Cavaliers trying to pull out a victory without LeBron. The Bulls lost a heartbreaker uh, a couple of days ago, but they come up with a big victory and now tied with Toronto for one of the great, Honors in all of sports. Eighth place in, in, the, the, Eastern East, in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You feel I, like we're battling, you know, like for the Stanley Cup or the NBA yeah. championship. Oh, man, I'm getting into it. Because look at I that will, Western I will Conference. celebrate with the Bulls, but let us not forget we are celebrating eighth place. What, the, the, and the eighth place of the West, I think they're like 19 games over 500 or something. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Uh, the East... Is indeed least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think for this Bulls team, to overcome that and make the playoffs would be a victory of sorts. Especially, I'm rooting for their coach. Yeah. Uh, the man with the good hair and the bad bell-bottom pants, Vinny Del Negro. I'd like to see him have some success. You know, he's done a he's done a better job than a lot of people give him credit for. I, I, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. And uh, I, I just I remember when he played for the Spurs. He, 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 was, he looked exactly like that. He, he had the hair going. It was... And you wouldn't think he kind of had the pretty boy look. Yeah, exactly. But he was a heck of a player. He was a great player at uh, where was it, North Carolina State for Jimmy Valvano, I think, too. Yes, that was, was before yeah. your time. Yeah. You were probably uh, nursing on your uh, mom's bosom at the time. <laughs> it's very possible. Or, I don't know. You might have been breast, you know, breastfed. Could have been in the womb, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 888-463-6748. Real quick, just a few minutes left in the show. we got NBA basketball. By the way, uh, speaking of basketball, the women's. WNBA held their draft yesterday. The Chicago Sky picked up a player. If she's half as good as her name, she's going to be great. Epiphany Prince is their first-round pick. Wow. Epiphany Prince. First-team all-name right off the bat. Oh, absolutely. God, there's a lot of pressure to live up yeah. to with that name. The uh, headline writers for the newspapers, that's oh, that's piece of cake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Piece you of go cake. so many different yeah. directions. She was that. a great player at Rutgers. Somewhat controversially, because women typically don't leave the women's game to jump to the pros because right. there's no money in the pros. She left after her junior year at Rutgers and played overseas in Turkey. Ah. And I'm not quite sure that is. And then uh, even more controversially, back in her high school days, some of you will remember this via the YouTube when YouTube was just starting out. She became somewhat of a YouTube sensation, sort of in a negative way. She scored 113 points in a high school game. Yeah, it seems like once you go over 100, everybody starts to, to really hate you. Well, because, because of that whole running up the score yeah, exactly. thing. And, which, which I 
I, I agree. It's it's overkill. Yeah. In the in the, the high coach. School game. I'm trying to remember the details at the time. The coach wanted to prove a point and to see how much Epiphany could score in one game. But you always got to remember while you're trying to prove a point and achieve something, you never want to do it at the expense of another team. And I, apparently, Absolutely. a very weak high school girls team got embarrassed. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear about the Epiphany, but 113. Oh my! In God. One game. How do you? And don't forget a high school game. Twelve is, minute quarters. I know eight. Eight. That's right. That's right. So you're the math guy here. Break it down. How many points is that per quarter? Oh, don't ask me to do that right now. Yeah. But, uh, and then, well, first of all, it's weird that the WNBA drafts literally like two days after the, the title game. It is that. And then the number one pick, I believe, was Tina Charles from UConn. Yes. She stays in Connecticut, gets drafted by the Connecticut Sun. Okay. So nice she, she doesn't have to go anywhere. All the more power to it. But, but the, that's and the only Connecticut, thing I, that's the only thing I knew about, uh, about the WNBA draft. So there you go. There's if the my, Connecticut Sun can uh, finish in last place again and get a first round pick, or I don't know what place, but somehow get the first round pick. Yeah. They'll get another Connecticut player because Maya Moore. That's true. The best player in college basketball, I believe she comes eligible next year. And maybe the more and more they do that, maybe they can get Gino Ariema to then become the coach. Ah. It's all a master plan. Yeah, it's a scheme. All a master plan. Neil No Stones Malone's got it figured out. Another event coming up. I don't know if you're a hockey guy or not. Uh, yeah. Me oh, and yeah. my uh, uh, partner, normally the Big Dog, we call it one of the most underrated sports event of the year. It's the Frozen Four in college hockey, Neil. I don't know if you watched it before, but uh, great stuff. I watched a little bit last night. It was Wisconsin and RIT. Didn't didn't see who came out as as the winner of that game, mm-hmm. but uh, RIT by the way, Rochester Institute, Institute of Technology. And that's Rochester, New York, not Minnesota, correct? Uh, or, not sure. Or is it Minnesota? Not sure. They played some good hockey in Minnesota. Eight to one. Wisconsin won. Wisconsin hockey's been very strong over the years. Boston College. Adam Burrish went to Wisconsin, played there uh-huh. from the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple others that were on the USA team. Boston College knocked out Miami seven, Miami of Ohio seven to nothing. So it's BC against Wisconsin. A couple of hockey longtime powers. Saturday, I think it's Saturday evening on ESPN. Uh, again, very underrated. The Frozen Four, the Final Four of college hockey. Neil, I know you'll be watching. I'll try, but but there's there's a lot of stuff going on in sports this weekend. Translated, that means no chance in hell, Coach. <laughs> but thanks for asking. All right, we got about the two minutes left in the show. Um, baseball-wise, Neil, no stones. What do we got coming up this weekend? Real quick, let's preview Cubs and our White Sox. Well, Cubs, Cubs, Reds at Great American Ballpark. So the the Cubs, you know, offensively, well, a lot of teams do well there uh, with with the bats, but the Cubs, you know, usually are able to do some things there. Uh, and then they're facing Aaron Harang, which he loves to give up home On runs. Saturday. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, but the pitching, it'll be a little interesting because, you know, the Reds still have a little bit of pop in that lineup with Joey Votto and, and guys like that. So, Jay uh, Bruce, uh, still slugging for him. Jay Bruce. So, Adam Dunn, no longer a Cincinnati Red, right? A Washington National. I ah, think. sorry about that. Yeah. So, a little bit interesting with the pitching matchups, though, because you got Zimbrano. How is he on Saturday? How is he going to bounce back from that rough start in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Silva, first start as a Cub, looked awful at times in the spring training, but then it actually looked really good. Uh, and then Tom Gorzolani, the Chicago native, we'll see how he does on Sunday. Who but technically is our number five guy, right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But because of that extra day off, uh, Zimbrano's going to go before him. All right. Well, hopefully when we come back, uh, we can get uh, a little talk with Neil Nostones, Malone, or maybe a Brady Stiff, one of our fine co-hosts, and we'll be uh, analyzing how the Cubs were able to sweep the Cincinnati Reds and also our beloved White Sox sweeping the Minnesota Twins. Sox in Minnesota, it's early in the season, Neil, but that has become a special rivalry. Yeah, it has, and I think I think the Central is three teams: Tigers, Twins, White Sox. So that's two of the three teams that'll be that'll be contending. Got a lot of our listeners in the Cleveland area very upset with you. Uh, <laughs> you can email Neil. Well, just email us, and we'll give you Neil's home address and home phone number, and you can stalk him over the weekend. You can send me hate mail. Yeah, if you're females, we'll send you to the front of the line. All right, we got to wrap it up. Neil, thank you so much for coming in today. David Olson, great job today all week. Our fine producer, have a tremendous weekend, everybody. We'll be back at you Monday at 10 o'clock talking about who won the Masters. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic signing off.